Right. Roger that. Riggity, riggity, roger that. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> who, who am I? <laughs> who are we? Huh. All right. Well, let's get this shit going so we can get ready before Chris gets here. And scene. <laughs> I was like dancing to the whole music in my head. Just I know. Like, so I was like, let's make up music for her to dance to. It's weird not be. What up, though? Episode 72. Coming at you. <laughs> you are like the stereotypical diss jockey right now. <laughs> Episode 72, coming at you live on the road. <laughs> this is I'm Sorry with the Podcast. I'm Amanda. It's me. I'm me. Christina. It's me. It's me. It's not me. It's not me. I'm, I'm not me. I'm not me. I'm, I'm Mrs. Iglesias. <laughs> uh, what's up? Girl, you almost said bitch, and you changed it to girl at the last second. I did not. I saw you go, like you. I was debating between baby and girl, so I I saw the baby baby or girl. I saw the B form, and I was like, she was going to say bitch. I was like, I was not going to say bitch. You don't know me. You can't read my mind. Porcelain bitch. (laughs) You big porcelain bitch. That was a direct quote from a text message Amanda sent me about wearing sunscreen. I'll put it up today. <laughs> yes. Be like, recording day. Because <laughs> um, I definitely screenshotted from you being like, is there anything else I need? <laughs> to you porcelain bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because I am, in fact, a, a porcelain bitch. bitch. There is no tan. She burns, turns white with freckles. Yes. That's it. That's it. Just whiter with brown freckles. <laughs> and then when my face gets burned, sometimes the freckles form over my lip and then it looks like I have a mustache or like a dirty mouth for like... A dirty Sanchez. A dirty Sanchez <laughs> for like ages and I'm not a fan. Uh, so I love your freckles. I wish I got freckles. I just... I enjoy my freckles too, except for when they connect over my Oprah lip when I get sunburned. Your Oprah lip? My Oprah lip. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I'm aware. And then I look like I have a dirty Sanchez. It's okay. I feel like I have the, my mouth is the shape of a cat's mouth. <laughs> because <laughs> my lip. You almost made me does, snort chocolate milk. <laughs> my lip just, you know, goes real high in the middle and I got big teeth so I can't close it all the way. So <laughs> he looks like a mouth breather. I'm a mouth breather. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we were in high school and we were outside the McDonald's and those guys pulled up to the stoplight? Yeah, and I they totally were like, just brought this up the other day. <laughs> they were like, yo, ladies, you like the stash? And I was like, looks kind of like a dirty Sanchez to me. <laughs> they just... <laughs> it's like, well, see you later. <laughs> God. Oh, good times. I don't know how you didn't get a shot. There were a lot of times that I yelled questionable things at questionable people, and it always turned out really well. It, I, thank God. Like that one time in Perkins' parking lot when I yelled at that dude and told him to teach me how to Dougie, bitch, and then he proceeded- And then he just did. <laughs> to teach me how to Dougie. <laughs> just walking away. Teach me how to Dougie, bitch! <laughs> and he just starts Dougie, and then he turned around and showed me how to Dougie. <laughs> Like have a good night. It's like you do. <laughs> you do. 
Uh, I mean, it makes for good stories. It does. Uh, uh, who's ready for some sun and fun? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, we, we are in person for the yeah. first time in like looking, months and months and months. I'm, I'm looking at her face in front of me. It's 3D. I could touch it. Don't fucking touch my Don't face. Don't touch my face. <laughs> <laughs> my hair is so due for a wash right now. I forgot to do it last oh, night. So it's like crusty crust. It's just, it's getting itchy. Oh, it's like greasy grease. Yeah. So I'm probably going to try to do that quick before we go because I don't think we're getting in the water, but it just needs to be done because it'll keep making me uncomfortable feeling, you know? That burp. Tasted like garlic pretzel and chipotle. It's a weird, weird combination. I don't like it. Dude, I took the best poop of my life this morning. Me too. I was like, that's what I needed, some chipotle in my system to just, <laughs> just let to it out. out. the colon. That's, my, that's our new colon cleanse. <laughs> the chipotle cleanse. Just the chipotle cleanse. <laughs> you have a little fiesta in your colon, and then it's out of you. And then boom! Lose two pounds. <laughs> You ever want to just get rid of that water weight? <laughs> <laughs> just diarrhea is everywhere. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, Son. okay, and then this morning, I wake up to go clean the church, right? <laughs> Fucking wake up. I'm like, my head kills. I don't know if I was dehydrated from yesterday or what, but I woke up and I was like, I need to do something. So I came out here and I took some meds, which you didn't wake up at all, which makes me very scared for you. Did we not have a conversation you? when we no. left? No. I thought we had a conversation about me going and getting bagels. So that must have been a dream. No, that was, you were dreaming about bagels. And I was dreaming about bagels. Uh, no, I like came out here, got medicine. You didn't even move. And I was like... What if somebody came in? You, Dude, you don't know. understand how hardcore I nap. There have been times That was when... a night of sleep. That was not a nap. No, but there have been times when I have come home and there's no one else home and I'll lay on the couch and fall asleep. My parents will come home from work, have conversations, watch the news, make dinner, eat dinner, go to bed, and I'll wake up at like 11 o'clock at night, miss the whole evening of my parents walking around me talking... <laughs> I don't understand because it's like a fucking feat for me to only wake up once a night. No. That's no. it. Well, That's... I wake up to pee, but I just go back no, right into a REM, I man. legit don't think I ever hit REM because it's like every couple hours I wake up. Mm -mm. No siree. I would not function if that happened to me. I have Why do to... you think I drink so much caffeine? <laughs> I have to sleep. I need sleep or I'm cranky. I need food or I'm cranky. I need... Cool temperatures or I'm cranky. I'm just... Speaking of, I turned off that air conditioning because it was like 50 degrees in here. I'm aware. I put a sweatshirt on and I'm like, okay, this is a little ridiculous. And I'm like, I gotta pay for that shit. So my electric bill is gonna be like a hundred and some dollars this next month because it's been running a lot lately with all the heat outside. Yeah. But I was like, we're gonna have to... I figured we'd turn it off when we were recording anyway. Yeah. This is off topic. I'm it's, sorry. We're, we're spiraling. We're spiraling. We're spiraling. And we... We got shit to do. We gotta go. So you want to tell me a story or did you forget to get one no I you were already ready and i was already I'm, ready last week i'm fucking prepared Ow. Uh, why did you punch <laughs> the fist you're supposed to punch it do you know what's the best part of that whole thing that just happened is i did it and then i looked at my fist like what the fuck's the matter with you that hurt my knuckles i did not have a real fist out 
It was just this. So it bent it. No, I don't trust you. And don't. I'll hold it. <laughs> just make it. <laughs> Ow! I'm so sorry. You're so aggressive. Last night and today, slapping me all the time yesterday. We're watching horror movies. Every time anything happens, she'd be like, smack, smack, smack. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> Finally, I was like, I'm going to start smacking you back and you're going to be mad. <laughs> I'm going to start smacking you back and you're going to get mad. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, so your story. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the Scissor Sisters. Okay. Sounds like a porn. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's not a porn. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> girl and girl action with the scissors, scissors, not sisters, scissors, scissors, scissors. I totally mixed that up in my. Sorry, brain. <laughs> so, the scissor sisters are Linda and Charlotte Mahal. Mahal, and they are from Dublin, Ireland, and they are known for having killed and dismembered their mother's boyfriend. Oh, uh, Farah Swaley Noor. <laughs> it's not Irish, so it's <laughs> fine. In no, March just... of 2005, it's Farah Swaley Noor. That's how. That's no, literally. That's, that's fine, but it reminds me of yesterday when we were trying to <laughs> pronounce that name. We're like Quebec. Ka- no, it was Fu Fujan. 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 Then you're like I'm like. okay so the the Mahals were from Kilclare Gardens and they were like a working class family okay um and it's in like South Dublin is where they lived um their parents were John and Kathleen Mahal and they raised a family of three boys and three girls John Mahal allegedly abused Kathleen for most of their marriage uh and their marriage broke down and Kathleen entered into a relationship with Vahir Swali Noor. I'm just going to keep calling him Noor cuz Just call him Vahir. No. In 2002, so Noor moved into their family home with Kathleen and John took some of the children and moved out, but not all of the children. Okay. He rented various Apartments in Dublin over a period of a year and then moved back into the home after Kathleen met, left and moved to Cork with Noor. Okay. Uh, Kathleen and Noor then returned to Dublin in 2004 and Noor allegedly beat Kathleen regularly. So he also wasn't awesome. Right. So Linda Mahal was 30 years old at the time of the murder she was unemployed and had left school early and had four children of her own. Uh, four children by 30. I would have four children. Plus one, probably, at this point. <laughs> just, just, uh, we gotta say something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't just make a face. No one knows. It's just silent and weird. <laughs> uh, the relationship with the father of her children wasn't great either um and then she was in another relationship with a man named wayne kinsella um who also abused her okay uh and the children and in one case he beat them with an electrical cord Mm. and was arrested i would hope so so linda also had a history of alcohol abuse and suffered from addiction to heroin okay and she had one previous conviction convicted conviction for larceny in 1993 okay 
So Charlotte Mahal was 21 years old, uh, and like her sister, she had a history of drug and alcohol abuse. She had a number of minor previous convictions for criminal damage and public order offenses and was charged with criminal damage and given probation in October of 2005. All right. And she was also involved in prostitution. So during their trial, um, Begarda described the girl's upbringing as troubled and tough. Imagine that. Clearly. Yeah. So Nora was 40 years old at the time of his death. He arrived in Ireland in December of 1996. Uh, He was claiming to be a Somali called Shalila Salim, whose family had been killed during the Somali Civil War. Um, he, investigations though revealed that he was in fact from Kenya and that his family was still alive. He was, but he was ethnically Somali. Okay. The Department of Justice, um, ordered that he be deported, but he appealed and was granted Irish citizenship in March of 99 on grounds that he had become a father of an Irish born child. Uh, he had four previous convictions for offenses, including intoxication threatening and abusive behavior and assault. And in 1997, he raped a mentally disabled 16-year-old girl. Oh my gosh. Okay. And she later gave birth to a son. Two other women had children by him and both described as having been been raped by him. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, he wasn't... Not great. Wasn't a great human. Ugh. Uh, He had faced eight charges of disorder and assault, one involving sexual assault in which a knife was found at the scene. Uh, He was convicted on three occasions but never served time in jail. He lived in a number of areas in Dublin, including... I can't... Never mind. He just lived in a number of areas in Dublin. I can't pronounce these areas. (laughs) (laughs) He lived everywhere in Dublin, right? And then um, before he moved in with Kathleen Mahal, um, the guard had described him as being very violent towards women, obviously. Right. So, uh, he was murdered at the flat of Kathleen Mahal and was, she was actually renting a house in Richmond Cottages in Summer Hill on, on March 20th, 2005. Um, and it was a bank holiday because it was St. Patrick's Day weekend. Okay. So, uh, Linda, Charlotte, and their mother, Nor, and Nor had been drinking heavily in the Dublin city center for most of the day, uh, Nor had bought vodka, and Kathleen had purchased Coke, which they drank like Coca-Cola. Would not. <laughs> I need to be clear in the story. <laughs> which they drank as they walked around the city before stopping um, at the boardwalk, where Charlotte and her mother took ecstasy tablets. Good. Let's just yeah. mix it all up. So then they returned to Kathleen's flat, where the women took more ecstasy. And... Uh, Kathleen actually crushed a tablet into Noor's drink, so they were all on the same buzz. Oh, so he was unaware, but she wanted them all to be on ass. High as fuck? Apparently. Okay. So cool. Linda and Nora were sitting on a two-seater couch with Charlotte sitting on the arm when Noor started touching Linda in a sexual way. He spoke into her ear, put his arm around her waist, and refused to let her go. Kathleen then started screaming at him uh, about it, and then she allegedly instructed the girls to just kill him for her. Oh, all right. So Charlotte Charlotte picked up a Stanley knife and cut Nor's throat, inflicting a wound that sent him to the ground. Then Linda picked up a hammer and hit him on the head a number of times. Uh, they then spent hours cutting up his body on the bathroom floor 
and packing most of the parts into black plastic bags. Damn, that went from <laughs> that went from like partying to murder real fast. His head and oh. his penis were sliced off, and the rest of his corpse was dismembered, obviously. And then what they did is, throughout like the following couple of days, they would pack the garbage bags and suitcases and throw them in the Dublin River. But they were like doing it in the daylight, like they were just not. They were being very nonchalant about not nonchalant, <laughs> not nonchalant. They were being chalant. They were being chalant. They were being very chalant about this. <laughs> um. So the mother, Kathleen, had looked on the whole time but did not participate. Um, when his body, like, parts of his body were discovered, it was determined that he was stabbed at least 27 times. Um, but they weren't able to examine the full body because, obviously... They didn't find it all? Yes. Okay. So the killing actually didn't come to light until 10 days later when Nora's leg with a sock on the end was seen floating in the canal a few hundred yards from... Um, Croke Park. Uh, so then the Garda had aqua divers retrieve most of the rest of his body. They found seven parts. Um, they traced his identity through media appeals. Nora was only identified when someone recognized a t-shirt on the recovered torso. Oh, they just cut him up with his clothes on? Isn't that... That makes That's it... weird. That makes it almost worse to me. I don't know why, but the fact that they, like, left his sock on his leg and left his clothes on, they just... Well, I wonder if it's... I think it's... Maybe it's just the total disregard of, like, it's not a big deal, we're just gonna do it. Like, there's no prep, no nothing, like... Right. That's fucking weird. Well, and it's probably all the X and liquor they had taken that day that it yeah, was just, no, like... I'm freaking kidding. Uh, so, so the key witness was a Somalian man who was the first... He, like, connected Nor with a shirt and then was like, hey, he hung out with these three Irish bitches a lot. Is that were those his words? Direct quote. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and then he was also paid a very heavy ward reward from Crime Stoppers for that information. Well, yeah, I mean that's like the connecting dot, right? Um, then let's see here. So the sisters and their parents, so even their father, was arrested in August, but denied any knowledge of the killing. He was eventually released because obviously he didn't have anything to do with it. Right. Uh, a number of weeks later, Linda contacted. So they were arrested, questioned, and released because they had no proof. Okay. Then Linda contacted the investigating officers and told them everything. So the Linda did, not the That's mom. That's the daughter. Yes. So the Garda took a voluntary statement from her at her home in August of 2005, uh, and until that time, they had been making no progress in the case. Okay, so basically, that's the only way that they were able to... If she had kept forward. her mouth shut, they probably wouldn't have solved yeah. the case. Which wow. is weird. Wow. But I'm guessing she was like, hey, this was not okay. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I feel like nobody, like, does that right. unless they have serious issues, and was just like, whatever. So I'm sure... Right. Because she's the one that he, like, was making moves on, right? Right. Okay. But they had also gave him X. Right. So, well, I mean, it's not an excuse because no. he's raped women, but... If you take all that out... And you, you're and like, you, just you gave drugged X him with this super sensual, libido, feel yeah. everything, touch everything, everything looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he doesn't know. Right. But yeah. then you add back in the raper part, and like I feel a, a lot less... Bad? Bad about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, so <sighs> when they search the Malal, Malal flat, Malal, Malal flat in Summerhill, they found bloodstains that were later confirmed to match Nor's DNA. After Linda's confession, Kathleen fled the country in September, and they were unable to locate her again until 2008. She had been living in England. Okay. So, uh, the justice presiding over the trial said during sentencing that it was the most grotesque killing that had ever occurred in his professional lifetime. Ugh. Um, Charlotte was given the mandatory life sentence, and Linda was given a 15-year sentence for manslaughter, with both being sent to the women's prison in Dublin. So Charlotte was the one who actually slit his throat. Yeah. Um, Linda and Charlotte were both charged with murder. They both pled not guilty. I skipped this. I screwed this. I I switched the sentencing and the actual trial paragraph. So. Uh, sorry, guy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, guy. You. Just, just you. Just you. Just the one guy. Um, their trial actually did take place in October of 2006. Uh and Linda was found guilty of manslaughter, and her sister was found guilty of murder, hence the difference in, in sentences. Right. Um, Is that just because Linda's the one that came forward, do you think? Well, they gave her the manda- they gave Charlotte the mandatory life sentence because she's the one that slit his throat, I think. Okay. Because of the physical action. Right. Charlotte mm-hmm. was given the mandatory life sentence because she did the action of slitting his throat, I think. Linda okay. did hit him with a hammer, but that didn't necessarily kill him. Mm-hmm. Um... Linda was given a 15-year sentence for manslaughter, and the judge said that she, the severity of her sentence was given because she refused to take methadone, which hindered the trial. Okay, so it was kind of, like, also holding things up. Right. Okay. So then, but she appealed that sentence on the grounds that it was passed without psychiatric and probation reports, but that appeal failed. Um, so... Charlotte requested leave to appeal her conviction on the grounds that the justice had put pressure on the jury to reach a verdict, even though the foreman had indicated they were deadlocked. Uh, This Mm. failed on the grounds that the defense did not raise objections during the trial. Right. uh, And the fact that the jury was not affected by any alleged undue pressure to reach a verdict. Okay. So. That makes sense, though. um, Nora's head and penis were never recovered. That's the parts that were missing? Yes. Like, um, the ma- just all the heads well, off his body. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, it was determined, and what Linda had later admitted, that they put the head in, like, the trash cans around Phoenix Park, but they kept going back and moving it. So they... Like, and then they'd, like, bury it and dig it back up and move it. Like, they were doing weird shit with his head, like... Did they think that that was just, like, the main source of being able to identify the body? So that's the part that they kept... But why are the, why the penis? I don't know what happened to the penis. They didn't say anything about the penis. Um, <laughs> well, then, it was also thought that... So they put it in rubbish bins. Rubbish bins? What am I, fucking British? <laughs> Apparently I copied and pasted that. Um, they put it in the trash cans... Uh, but then it was also believed that they retrieved the head, put it in a bag, got on a bus, went to a field, buried it, and then Linda later returned, dug it up, and smashed it with a hammer, and then reburied it. Wouldn't it smell? I'm, I assume so, Like, but, just hopping on the city bus? people smell funky on the bus. I guess I don't really ride the bus, so I couldn't no, tell you, No, people smell like... funky on the bus. I don't understand. Take, so wash yourself. <laughs> wash yourself. 
Shake that ass. Watch yourself. <laughs> Shake that ass. Show me what you're working with. with. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Inappropriate. So then Kathleen Mahal voluntarily returned to Ireland in February of 2008 and was charged with two counts of giving false information about Nor's whereabouts and withholding information which she knew or believed would be the assistance of prosecuting her daughters. Okay. She was also charged with impeding an arrest in the murder investigation. She pled guilty to helping to clean up the crime scene to conceal evidence. And she was sentenced to five years in prison in May of 2009. Um, It's really sad, though, that the girl's father, John, actually hung himself in Phoenix Park when his daughters were charged with the killing. Oh, my gosh. And then um, Linda actually... in prison, turned to alcohol and slashed her arms, causing her to spend over a week in a psychiatric hospital. Uh, In 2009, she claimed to fellow inmates that she had smashed, she had, like, dug it up and smashed Nor's head, like I had said. Okay. Um, And that was the first disclosure of where his head had ended up, um, and it was referred to as the final secret of the Scissor Sisters. They also hated that nickname, by the way. The Scissor Sisters? I would, too. It sounds like a fucking why, porn. Why did they call them the Scissor Sisters? I'm not sure. There was there was no scissors. Is it just because they cut them up? Yeah. That must be it. Yeah. That's so weird. So, uh, Charlotte actually caused further controversy because in 2008, she was photogra- a photograph of her jokingly holding a knife to the throat of a male prisoner um, in the prison were leaked to the press. So, is this like a unisex prison? Yeah. And as a result, uh, security in Irish prisons was increased, and Charlotte was moved to a Limerick prison that was in the women's only unit. Okay. Just as a little, just as a fun fact. Oh, good. Great. um, Their brother, who was not involved in any of this, though, then pled guilty later on to robbing (laughs) the robbery of two prostitutes, and his claim in court was that he robbed the women to support his own six children and his sister Linda's four children, whom he took after she was jailed. Holy shit, so he's got a house full. Yeah. And then Linda was released after completing a 12-year stretch for manslaughter, and Charlotte is still in prison. So Linda would have been released, like, three years ago, correct? Um, it yeah, was 2005, uh, two years ago. 2009 is when she was sentenced. Or no, wait, that's Kathleen. I was gonna say that would mean next year. Two thousand and six is when she was. Yeah, sent. so like two years ago. Wonder mm-hmm. what he's. Wonder what she's up to now. I don't know. Wonder how old her kids are. If she got them back. I don't know that either. <laughs> she clean up. No drugs. But that was that's that's the story of the Scissor Sisters. You drunk? What's in that water? I was drinking chocolate milk. What's in the chocolate milk? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> Calm down, Brad Pitt. It's your girlfriend's head. Yeah. It's fine. Spoiler okay. alert. <laughs> if someone hasn't seen that, know that by now. <laughs> get your life together, all right? I don't know why you're listening to podcasts. Clearly you're not up to up to the media standards. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that no, was good. It, oh, thank you. Interesting. Thank Very you. interesting. Short, sweet, to the point. Well, sweet. Mm. Yeah. Short. To the point. Detailed. Good talk. Good. I have fat armpits. Honey, everybody's got I fat got armpits. I got fat everything. 
This is fun. I enjoy <laughs> this. I love when we're self-deprecating. Okay. My so, favorite. Tell me your story. Okay. <laughs> so, my story today is about Isidore Fink. You ever heard of an Isidore Fink? Isidore Fink? Isidore Fink. No. He, He's Polish. Oh, he's Polish. Okay. I don't know why I said that in like a really Minnesotan accent. Oh, he's, oh, he's Polish. Oh, huh? he, oh, he's Polish. I was talking to my mom yesterday and she's like, well, you have fun on the boat. I'm like, whoa, Minnesota. <laughs> on the boat? On the boat. <laughs> uh, so Isidore Fink was a Polish immigrant. Uh, he moved to New York City in the early 20th century. Wait. Isidore's a dude? Yeah. Y yes. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't, you can't see my face. My face was that of, <laughs> alright. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wouldn't have guessed. That's the face. Never would have guessed. <laughs> so, he started a laundry business, which, just the whole, like, idea of a laundry business makes me laugh, because it's literally, he takes clothes, washes them for people, and then delivers them back to them. <laughs> It's not like so a laundromat. He was like an original dry cleaner. It reminds me of the mom from fucking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> you know, she's got the paddle bats. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Anyway. So he started a laundry business that he named the Fifth Avenue Laundry, which is very, very ex exciting. Fifth Avenue Laundry. Very creative. Uh, he also lived in a room that was attached to the business. So this was his business and his home. So he was like a dry cleaner. But for the olden days. In a sense, but it was literally just washing clothes. Yeah. So, I mean. Um, but, yeah. So, and I'm like, I, I'd totally fucking do that. Make money. Live life. Easy. Hey. <laughs> on on the night of March 9th, 1929. Okay. Isidore was returning home from some deliveries at about 10 p.m. at night. So. Okay. He finished up his stuff and he was like. Wait. Did you say where this was? New York City. New York. Okay, sorry. Um, I just wanted to picturing it in my brain. Yep. So he comes in. Everybody said that he was like very diligent about like locking his door and his safety and surroundings and whatever. So he'd okay. always have his door locked Something when he was in the happen, building. Huh? Well, this is a true crime podcast, so I would think it wouldn't be like. And then he made a million dollars at the end. <laughs> well, sometimes we change it up. Don't judge me. Go to but then, then he would have had to, like, launder the million dollars. Otherwise, it makes no sense to be here. You know? You know? You know? You're right. He is a laundry, laundry man, so he could have laundered the He had the a monies. laundry list of laundry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So, about 15 minutes after he had returned, because all of them... You know how New York is set up, where everything is right next to each other. Um, Everybody's on your dick. Basically. So... Fifteen minutes after he returned, a, like, neighbor shopkeeper heard shouting a big thud, and then, her name is Lachlan Smith, um, and reports say that, some reports say that she rushed to get into Fink's house because she heard it, but it was locked, so she couldn't, mm -hmm. and she went and found somebody, and some say that she just straight up went and found, like, police officers to come help. Anyway, so Lachlan Smith, some say she, like, rushed straight to the police. Some say she went to the door to try to get in and it was locked and went to the police. Doesn't really matter either way. I mean, it kind of does because this is such a weird story that it's, like, the timeline is mm -hmm. important. But generally, 
doesn't make much of a difference. So she went and found the police and they came back to Isidore's business. The door was locked from the inside. Uh, and when they attempted to open it, they couldn't force it open. Okay. Was his body in front of the door? So. Sorry, continue. So they, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to answer any of your questions if they're <laughs> going to be like telling about the story. So they <laughs> attempted to go through the window. Um, but all of the windows that were like their level were nailed shut. Like he was that person. All of the vendors were nailed shut? All of the windows. So they had to find a child to crawl through the transom window, you know, the one that's above the door. In what world is it okay to send a child into a crime scene? 1920s New York, <laughs> apparently. Um, so they found this child and... Just a random kid off the street? So if you don't know what a transom window is, some people may not. It's the window right above the door, that tiny one that like... You can like usually open like, up for like a little bit of an air ventilation yeah. um, and just like wedge it open. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily like an open wide thing. It's just. It doesn't open gapingly. No. And it's all, usually only like. It's usually like six inches high by like. Yeah. I'm like, long, it's like, like six to 12 inches high. Basically, it's just. It's usually top. just for decoration. Right. Um, which is very 1920s like design esque. Yeah. But. Anyway, so, um... So they grabbed a random kid off the street. Yes. And shoved then they, him through the transom. Some reports say that the window was broken, the transom window was broken when they got there, and some reports say that they may have broken it when they were trying to mm -hmm. get into it. Again, it's another thing that's like, we don't really know, but it would be nice to know, because then it would maybe put some clarity into things, but we'll get to it. Once the boy made it through the transom window, he unlocked the door for the officer. So he literally just hopped down, unlocked the door, and left. Like, it wasn't that he went and looked around for them and, like, okay. reported out the transom window. <laughs> like, this is what I see, guys. Uh, so when he went to unlock the door, the key was in the door to lock from the inside. Okay. So this was one of those knobs that didn't even have a lock hole on the outside. Mm-hmm. Locked in the inside. So when he was inside, he could lock it. When he left, it wasn't locked, I don't believe, if I remember correctly from reading some of this stuff. Um, but anyway, so he unlocked the door. Officers came in, and they discovered that a hot iron was on the stove. Presumably, he was still working, so mm -hmm. he had turned on the heat so that he could iron some clothes. Yeah. And Fink's body was also laying on the floor. It turns out that he had been shot multiple times. Once in his left hand and arm area, they presumed it was something like he was covering his mm -hmm. himself and got shot, um, and two times in the chest. So there were, like, there's different conspiracies and or, like, theories that he technically only got shot twice. One went through his arm slash hand and went mm -hmm. into his chest, and then he was shot in the chest again. Other things say maybe three times. They don't really know for sure. But it's another thing that they're like, ooh, let's think about a theory. So the officers came in and they discovered the hot iron. And the woman who had gotten the police hadn't heard any gunshots. So she was a little, they were confused as to how he got shot because she was close enough to hear a commotion, mm -hmm. but didn't hear any shots. I um, wonder if she heard the commotion, ran to get the cops, and, and that's it when happened. the guns went off. Right. So, and she stuck with her story that all she heard was yelling and then a giant, like, thud. Like something fell. Not like anybody was shot. 
Um, so Fink, Fink is dead. He's alone in this room. It's locked from the inside with the key still in the lock on the inside. How did the killer get out? Do you have an answer? No. This is not like a riddle? No, this is, this is why I said, I'm like, it's short, but we can talk about this one because how the and fuck? And it's never been solved. No. He was actually known to be a fearful man, like I said, and he was very nervous about being robbed. So he, hence, nailing the window shut, locking Maybe the door all the time. something other people didn't. That's why he was so paranoid. Well, maybe. Um, like and that's why people were after him. But the other reason why it's so weird is because, like I said, it's that knob that you can lock from the inside, not necessarily the outside. So, and the they had to get a kid to go through that window. So what the fuck? Um, so first, people believed it had just been a suicide. Okay. That was the first, like, instant thing. Like, you're by yourself. You're shot. You're dead. How? Obviously you did it, right? But there were no murder. There was not a murder weapon in the room, so that like went out the window. Because how mm-hmm. was he going to shoot himself and then hide the murder weapon elsewhere? Um, and there were also no spent shell casings. Someone had picked up the shells. Uh, in fact, the whole room seemed completely untouched except the fact that he was dead. Uh, the only fingerprints that were in the room were Fink's. Uh, another theory was that. Uh, at the time, it wasn't unheard of for gangsters to extort protection um, for small businesses in no, New York. That's how the mob owned New York, right? So exactly. That's... So they thought maybe this was a mob killing because mm-hmm. he refused it or something. But there was also no evidence to that, and it wasn't because it was really clean. So they're like, maybe it was a, a mob killing, you know? Um, but there was no evidence to point towards that. Um, if he was murdered, how did the murderer get out? This is my first question. Just out the window? I've got a theory. Okay. Okay. So we'll do theories, like, at the end, once I go through the whole, like, investigation and stuff, when all the things come to light. So, um, they were kind of curious about, like, how someone got into the room. They're like, the transom window? Well, basically, they were like, it either had to be a child or, like, a small person, like, a little person to be able to go in there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, why wouldn't they just walk out the door afterwards? Like, what would be the point in, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, another theory is that he was shot through the transom window, which is why it was broken, or something. Yeah. Them. But they didn't say for sure it was broken. Exactly. Okay. But Fink had been sh- had um, gunshot residue on him, so it had to be within like two feet of him mm-hmm. to be left on his skin. So, not that not a happen. thing. Um, also, the trajectory of that to go through the door and then down. Well, they probably were up. Oh. Eh, so it was a really tall guy. See, the really guy, really small guy, really, really tall, tall guy. guy. <laughs> So, plus, there didn't seem to be any reason that someone would want to kill Fink. Um, It wasn't a robbery since everything was left there. There was cash still in his pockets. Money was in the register. It was full, like fully stocked. Everything was good to go. Um, His landlord had said that he was a very private man, but very, very reliable and never like caused any trouble. Like he, they never had any issues with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And the police were just struggling to even find, like, any sort of motive for somebody to kill them, let alone somebody who killed them or him. Okay. 
It seemed to be a motiveless crime carried out in a seemingly impossible manner. So, two years after the murder, um, the police chief that was running it basically said that it was unsolvable. There was no way they could do anything about it because there wasn't even any, like, physical evidence that anything happened other than the fact that he was shot. Right. And that's it. Um, short and simple, but, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So tell me your theory. Okay. He... I don't have a motive, but how it happened, I have an idea. Okay. He was going into his store and was, like, turning around and had put the key in to lock it, and someone busted in. Mm-hmm. So they came in through the door. They fought... The lady next door heard them fighting. The thump she heard was him falling to the ground. She took off to call the cops, if that's the assembly of things. And while she was gone, he was on the ground, he put his arm up. They shot him. Okay. That's how he got shot. That's how he's on the ground. The guy opened the door, Mm -hmm. went out through the door, slammed it shut. Because the key was in the door, the action of slamming the door moved the key. You think that the locks in 1920 were loose enough to be able yeah. to shake it right in? Yes. Because I have a hard time turning Definitely. fucking knobs that are old, let alone... Well, that's because they're old now and they're rusted. Yeah. I'm just saying that I feel like the locks then were not nearly as, like lock and key like all the little things were not done perfectly because they're not done by machines they were all man done so you i shaky no your hand when you were doing it you're like <laughs> i'm just really intense um <laughs> i was like are you shaky calm down <laughs> um i think it's highly plausible that if the key was in already or he had even started to turn it when he busted in that if the guy went out that door and shut it hard enough it moved the key enough to, to where they it. couldn't bust it in, though. I don't know why they couldn't bust it in, but to lock that door again. Um, that's where I I'm like, it's plausible, but I wouldn't say it's highly likely. I feel like that would be a very set circumstantial moment for well, it to work. And I go off. So we had like a 1930s hutch in our old house. That was me moving my hand. Okay. You look like you're like... We had like a 1930s-ish hutch in our old house that had skeleton keys. Mm-hmm. And you could shut the door and it would lock without the key even in it. So to me, though, not that all locks were like that. I just think that it'd be much more likely for that to happen then than it would be now to like slam a door with a key in it and have it actually lock. I think it would be, it's likely implausible that that's what happened. Likely implausible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fucking said it. So you don't think that's probably what happened? It's probable. Fine. There you go. I'm like, likely implausible, you mean you don't think it Listen! <laughs> I fucking said it, you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't what you said. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if I think that that happened, because we also have lived in a lot of houses and things that actually like are door locks mm-hmm. and stuff and it's like hard to even get them in not necessarily because they're rusted or anything but because 
the key isn't made to be mm-hmm. exact. And so, like, you have to get it in a certain point to be able to do it. And if he had started turning it, it'd be coming out. So I think that that would stop the guy from busting in. Not if he... Well, I I mean, maybe. I'm just saying, to me, of all of the different ways, I don't think he came through... There's that no one came through the trams in, whether mm-hmm. it was broken or not. I don't think a grown adult could get through a transom window. No. So the only other plausible thing would be if the apartment was connected to the store, if they went up through the apartment and up through the roof and jumped over. It's just a room next to the thing the apartment was. It was a room and then a room. There's no way he killed himself by shooting himself in the heart and the hand. So that's, to me, that's done. Well, right. So there had to have been someone who got in and out. And if all the windows were nailed shut, that door is the only option. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's really the only plausible option of how we got in and out. Which I agree, but I still think it's a very specific one set of circumstances one that in it, a million yeah but that it, it just would all happen. came together together especially since like together, together 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 because what else if the if the room looked basically untouched the only sound of the thump she heard had to have been him falling right and then if she didn't hear gunshots it had to have happened after she left and then there's only one way in or out of that building which was that door so they had to go out that door right no, I agree. I just feel like I don't have any idea why or who. Right. Would have I'm done like, it, I feel like there's like I feel absolutely like... no reason to do that because he has no enemies. He doesn't know anybody right. really except for his clients that he literally just washes for, delivers, and comes back. Unless and... he washes and delivers for somebody in the mob and he saw something or found something that he shouldn't have. Or they thought he did. Yeah. But you know, because that happened quite a bit where, you know, you're just a service person and you see something you weren't supposed to and then you get offed. But, I mean, that's really the... In regards to motive... Yeah. There's probably hundreds of different... You could have a stalker, you could have had just a random person who tried to break in and he fought him and then they panicked and they ran without taking anything. You could have had... Which is stupid, Somebody hired to kill him just because you could have... There's so many different branches motive wise that you can Yeah, go off, well and there but... was also a lot of like rampant like crime racism for mm-hmm. like Polish people, Irish people right. at that time. So I could see where it's something where they're like, he's an immigrant, has his whatever and mm-hmm. I think the person who did it just had happened to fall into a very set of specific circumstances. Well they that had to allowed have. to them to get away with it. Well, they had to have, because otherwise, like he said mm-hmm. at the end, he's like, it seems like a so motiveless in- murder in a seemingly impossible circumstance. Right, it's a one in a million crime. But I thought it was really interesting, I really fucking weird. agree, and it sounds like one of those riddles where you're trapped in a room and all you have is a candle and a how rope, do you escape? and how do you escape, and that's exactly what it sounds yeah. like. But, um, yeah. There's, I, I just can't think of any other way... That you could, if there was no lock from the outside, if the only way was the lock on the inside, he had to have gotten in before the door was locked, mm-hmm. and then it had to have locked behind him. So there has to be something... See, and then... But then, like, other things said that there were primitive, like, silencers mm-hmm. in that day where it was... I mean, not primitive, but, like, silencers that would make it 
not sound like a gunshot yeah. when he gets shot. Right. So it so then it makes that. me wonder maybe is was the thump because she came back and she said see and that's where some of them say that she went and it was locked before she went and got people. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, did was the guy it, lock it behind him when he went in? Maybe I. I don't yeah. know if someone who panics because they don't know what to do would lock it and then unlock it and run away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if it's that big of a hastened thing, they wouldn't think to, like, turn around, lock the door, and turn You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's weird. If you, if you have any, like, theories, let me know, because I find this very interesting. And I'm like, I'm just intrigued to hear, like, different sides of things yeah. because in my mind I'm like I don't fucking know I could see that happening and I feel like that's like one of the only possibilities of it working out where it's just a normal mm-hmm. crime in a very very like highly unlikely circumstance right but like man I don't know it was weird reading about it I was like oh this is interesting got into like a rabbit hole and it still ended up being short because it was all just like Similar theories with, yeah. like, little, little changes. changes. Yeah. But. Yeah. a good story. Thanks. Makes you think. Right? That's what I was like, ooh, this will be a good one to, like, just chat about. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that, um, the one back in the day when I lived at Ani's and we were sitting on the floor recording on the chair. The gold and, doubloons. Yeah, the doubloons. The gold doubloons. Um, it reminded me of that. <laughs> The gold to blends. All, All right. right. Hey. <laughs> Stupid. All right. Should we wrap this bitch up? Because we got shit to do today? Yes. Well, thanks for listening, assholes. Well, see you later. Okay, bye. <laughs> do everything that we tell you to do every single week. Including you know. spreading the word. And spreading yourselves. Just... Wash your fucking hands. We stopped saying that a while ago. Wash your god... Every episode at the bottom, it says wash your fucking hands in my description. <laughs> should I... Wash your goddamn hands. Should hashtagging all our things yeah. with wash your hands? Hashtag wash your hands. Hashtag wash your hands. Hashtag at the hashtag end and everybody be like, what stay the fuck? Home. If you can. If you can. I... Mm. Nah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> we're not gonna get into that. We're not gonna get okay. into... <laughs> we're not gonna get into that. It's right. a dress code, Kevin! <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, you guys, we love you. Thank you for listening. Um, do the things on the things, and we will talk to you later. I thought you were going to say catch you on the flip side. We're going to catch you on the flip, flip side. side. <laughs> uh, happy Wednesday. Bye. Bye.